Welcome to the Comedian's Wife Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie, along with my husband, stand-up comedian, Leland Clausen. On today's episode, we're talking about how we cope with stress and crisis in our lives. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. So you wanted to talk about this today um, because we have been going through kind of, well, it's been it's been a pandemic. <laughs> so to say that a lot of people have been going through stress is probably an understatement. Right. Um, some more than others. Some, some are affected more than, more others. than others. Yeah. We ha- But we have talked about uh, that. Co- that lots. Yeah, we have. And we don't want to talk about that again. We do not want to. Nobody else. <laughs> That's how we're dealing with that crisis. <laughs> Ignoring it. But I think just dealing with crisis in general, dealing with stress um, in a marriage is... Um, is challenging. Well, yeah, stress not in a marriage. Like when you say it that way, it sounds like stressful marriage, right? As opposed to stress when you're married, right? That's really what we're talking Coping about. Coping with outside stress within your marriage. Within? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is that confusing? <laughs> Coping with stress as a married couple. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> We can't even get a title. <laughs> so what hope do we have on this you, one? What do you, what kind of things are we talking about? Well, here's one thing I wanted to bring up before we started though. Oh. Because we've been talking about uh, guests and, and getting mm-hmm. some guests and, and we're not doing a guest again this time. That didn't didn't work out. Uh, well, it didn't work out because we've been handling some stress. crisis. <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't had time. That's one way we deal with it. We neglect <laughs> our podcast. Yes, that's usually the first thing. <laughs> but I do want to get people's feedback because I some people have told me they really enjoy episodes. It's just you and me. Mm. So maybe that's a thing. Maybe. So let us know. Let us send us whatever. I don't know how you're listening to this. I mean, in a perfect world, we would do but, a little bit of both and it would be kind of, yeah. You but, and your perfect worlds. <laughs> <laughs> would you just drop that ideal? <laughs> But yeah, so I, uh, yeah, that's what, that's why I thought it'd be a good idea to talk about. You had some other ideas to talk about, but you're okay talking about this? Well, we were. Is it because you don't like to talk about crisis? You don't like to deal with it? No. Oh, boom. I busted. deal with crisis just fine. I was just frustrated with you earlier because of our communication <laughs> issues as we were dealing with the crisis. Yeah. It was really frustrating. Yeah, you don't communicate well. When you're in a crisis. What? (laughs) Is that really me? I don't think that's me. I think that might be you. I don't know. I think it's both of us. But yeah, so I want to talk about communication at some point, but maybe not today. (laughs) I have a feeling it wouldn't be very fruitful if I tried to talk about that today. (laughs) But I have a feeling I wouldn't be able to get my point across if we were talking about communication. (laughs) We need to learn a little bit more first before we talk about that. Um, so how do you deal with crisis, Leland? Have you seen a pattern in your own Get out of your way. (laughs) 
No, let's okay. So here's what I'll say then. Um, let's take this this current crisis we are in. Okay. So just not to get details or anything for anybody out there. It's it's work related, as you know. Uh, pandemic wise, there's been some work challenges, but also within that, um, working in the U.S., I get a work permit every every three years, so I can go do stand up comedy and, and stuff like that in the U.S. And uh, so I've been doing it for 18 years. And it's kind of a crucial time now because we can't really do live shows here in Canada still. So, uh, but there were some changes that we had to make to the, the, in that process. And it has just messed everything up. And uh, I have a movie that's, I'm scheduled to, to be in, in a week, week's time. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to go do that because the paperwork is taking too long and there's so many snags and. Yeah. So that that's the that's the brief of it. Um uh so don't don't you dare give us feedback of well here's what you should do with your border <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> I don't want to hear your advice. You're so mean. <laughs> wow. Well, I can give complete details and then uh, you know what I mean. That's though. pretty detailed. I didn't think you were going to give that many details. Oh, no, there's a lot more to it. Just, like, what changed? What did you have to do? Like, there's so much more we could get it's into true. in all this. It's true. But but there was things we had to do differently this time. Yeah. I so, uh, anyways, having said all that, let's skip past that part. <laughs> into the... Uh, so, now we're at the 11th hour. We need stuff turned over fast. And we had some bad news last week. We had to go to another... Uh, uh, Union for consultation didn't. That's like a third one. Normally we just do one, uh, and that was going to take some time. And to get that sent off, it I ju- it just sent me. I still, even as I'm talking right now, I have butterflies. Thinking about it, talking about it, it just stresses me out so much, and I don't handle that well. Like it's like, okay, here's some super stressful stuff, and it has to do with paperwork, and I'm just like, <laughs> I quit. Like I can't, I can't deal with it. And and we'll we'll get into we'll get into how, when I take this to God and what happens, yeah. but but let that's on the outside the exterior that's that's kind of so what happens. You just kind of implode, and you don't get anything done. I hate that I'm saying this on record because <laughs> I feel like this will be used against me for the rest of my life. No, I which at this stress level won't be long anyway. Um, no. Whereas you with this situation. Like, explain how you dealt with this. Because I, I really leaned on you. I was like, I can't. You Help me. I I'm cu- I would be really curious to see how you handle it if I'm not around. Because then you would ha- you'd be forced to deal with it. But it's just administrative type work. That's probably why you're... Yeah. Like, it's out of your scope of what you, <laughs> what you want to do. But... Um, what you... Not that what you're capable do. of doing, but what you want to do. Do but you yeah. think, I, okay, well, honestly, though, what you what you had to do this weekend, you think I, I'm capable of doing that? No. <laughs> you see why I was stressed now? No, I shouldn't say no, because you are. I mean, you're a very smart guy. There's absolutely, uh, you I'm could like, totally oh. do it, but you just overthink things, I think, maybe. It seems I'm like a bigger of, deal when you... I can't seem to learn new things these days. Like, I really struggle to learn new things. Really? And maybe that's because I'm overthinking <laughs> I don't know how that works. Everything seems so complicated to me. Yeah. 
Whereas you just like, so for this particular thing, you're like, okay, yeah. so here's what we're going to do. And this is how we're going to do it. And we're going to do it. And you just put your head down. You're a grouchy. That's also how you handle it. But <laughs> yeah, for me, I think I'm kind of a doer. I hate being in a bad situation of any kind. And that I just hate the idea of just throwing up your hands and saying, well, this is terrible. And then, well, just, I, but I didn't do that. No, you didn't. But I just said, this is terrible. Can you do this? <laughs> But I just, I guess it drives me crazy. Yeah, I just try to do everything I can. And then once I've done everything I can, and I do find it easier to just let go of it, I think, than you do. Because I, I feel like, well, I have literally done my very best. Maybe it's not good enough, but it, I've tried my hardest and I've done everything I feel like I can do. And so then I kind of feel like, well. Okay, but have you done that for a test and done at school when you were younger and failed miserably? Yeah. Okay, so that's not a good plan then. <laughs> Whereas I'd be stressed out because I know, oh, I'm going to do poorly on this test. So I, I'm panicking. But if you prepared as much as you could. But did you? Well, there's always second guessing that. Absolutely. But, I, but I, that, you know what scares me now is that we sent off all this paperwork and now you've just admitted, yeah, and I failed tests after I've done everything. <laughs> it's like, oh, crap. <laughs> Maybe not failed tests. Oh, I boy. I should have looked well over your work a little better. I don't test well. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand how the emotional part of that affects. I feel like the emotional part of it is detrimental to, to getting the end result. I, I think it is. Uh, emotion a lot of time clouds your judgment and, and affects your work and does all those things. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah. That's why I guess it frustrates me. So when how do you separate? Like emotion. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna take the emotion right out. Well, because you just do. You want to do it. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking. You'd be to... a terrible therapist. <laughs> it's just terrible. I was talking to a friend actually. I'm talking... struggling with this. Well, just don't <laughs> struggle with that. Stop struggling with it. But I have it. That I'm struggling. Don't anymore. <laughs> That's like a Bob Newhart sketch. <laughs> Just stop it. it. You remember that sketch? Yes, I do. Just stop it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that, that resonated with you, didn't it? It totally did. I was texting with a friend the other day, and she is going through, her and her husband are going through so much. He's going through cancer treatment. And, and her and I were both just saying how it's so hard when you have kind of tough stuff going on in life, and you can't do anything to fix it. Yeah. It's probably the most frustrating thing for me is not being able to do something. But if I can do something, then I feel better. But they are they are doing something. They are. The stuff that they're, you know, they're doctors the are saying this. Or, yeah. or, but I guess there's just so much out of our control, right? And I think this has been... that's And that's what it comes down to. That's, that's what stress comes down to. Yeah. It's, and for me, yeah. understanding that I'm not in control. And this is what I've said all year with the pandemic garbage too. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm not in control. And then I'm like, God's in control, but he's actually always been in control. I just had the illusion that I was in control. Yeah. So I can logically think all that through. But then when something like this happens, I still have butterflies right now. Right. Like I feel sick to my stomach and I haven't slept well in four or five days. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've talked I about did get things done too, though. Let me just say this. Because oh, you, you gave me a list of things and I did my part. Oh, yeah. But- it's yeah. horrible all the way through. No, I, I think I think we both probably don't handle it well, but we just have different ways of coping. So I kind of 
maybe I'm not on the outside so stress look so stressed, but that doesn't mean I'm not. I also wear my heart on my sleeve, right? Yeah, you do. I'll tell everybody you show and everything. Every emotion hey, and you... Guess what? Guess what emotions I'm feeling right now. Right. Just <laughs> FYI to anyone who sees you in the grocery store, if you say. Hey, how are you doing? Don't ask me that. Don't ask me that if you don't want to know the truth. Leland will tell you exactly. Terrible. I'm, I'm terrible. <laughs> I've been there when you've done that, and it's so cute just to see people's eyes get a little bit bigger. I know. <laughs> I should just. Sharing. That's what I should. When I say that, I should say that to them. No. no. Hey, how you doing? Terrible. And if you didn't want to know, don't ask me next time. <laughs> so let's talk about um, because so my. We'll get into my uh, way of dealing with things and how I'm struggling with that. And it seems like it makes it worse, but it's the, th- the thing that's right. It's what I'm supposed to do, be doing. But we'll get into that in a second because I want to talk to you about how you... Remember we were just talking before we started about uh, how you always do this. Well, it could be worse kind of <laughs> yeah. nonsense. Yes, I still think that's a good way to cope with stress. So explain it to the people. Okay, so if I'm in a situation and I start to get nervous and I panic and I think of the worst case scenario and then I realize the worst case scenario is not that bad and then it helps calm me down. There is one other way that I cope with stress and I've done this since I was a little oh, kid. Oh, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I sleep. Yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> and I know I've talked about napping <laughs> this podcast it's one of your favorite hobbies (laughs) but i do uh i've i don't i've been like that since i was a little kid i my first haircut i fell asleep my first boat ride i fell asleep and you were stressed as kids about those i would fall asleep wait didn't you fall asleep in our honeymoon (laughs) probably (laughs) was it stressful for you point (laughs) but yeah so i get really tired if you see me yawning somewhere i'm Probably just stressed. <laughs> it's a really weird. You just, I don't know I, why. You basically are like, oh, this is stressful. I want to be unconscious. <laughs> exactly. Until this is over. <laughs> I mean, actually, it's pretty pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Okay, so you do bear down and get stuff done. Like, let's set a plan and let's do it. But yes, you also are like, okay, I, I need just to lay down for a bit. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm pacing. I'm pacing at the foot of the bed. I, I don't know what to do. I, I feel sick. I have butterflies. And you're like. <laughs> yeah. So weird, right? Oh, well. It is what it is. As Bone would say. <laughs> um, so, yeah. If you're ever stressed out, I need to watch. Because you might just. It's like narcolepsy. You could just drop at any it time. It's like a bizarre form of narcolepsy. <laughs> If we're out somewhere and you get stressed, I better make sure <laughs> you don't fall down somewhere and hurt yourself. Driving. <laughs> this is stressful traffic. <laughs> no, Carrie. Wake up. <laughs> I'm not sure why I was, I don't know why I thought getting a haircut was so stressful either when I was a little kid, but apparently, <laughs> apparently it was. Anyway. Yeah. We do have to give each other space to kind of cope with it the way we were different. And we have different ways of coping with it. And All I, I wanted to do that, that first day we were dealing with this stuff 
was just go for a run or mm. do something physical so I could get rid of these butterflies. Just right. use out that adrenaline on something else. Does that work? Well, I felt if that's like the only time I feel good after a run, just because okay. it stops feeling yucky for a little while. Yeah. Well, that that's great <laughs> if that helps. But I think that uh, I can't expect you to react the way I react. It frustrates me when I see you getting really emotional and upset. But I think we have to give each other room to to kind of cope with it the way that we were made to. That brings us to how I cope with things. Not just going for a run or whatever, but... So I, what I try to do, and this is what anybody, any pastor, any pastoral advice would be, is, you know, go to God, pray. So we're, we're supposed to pray without ceasing. We're supposed to always be in prayer. We're supposed to... So when I have something super stressful like this, that's what I try to do is like, let me take this in prayer to God. And this is where I have a, a problem. And maybe it's because I'm not, when I go to God, I'm not recognizing who he really is. But bringing it up in prayer is like just rehashing it, talking about it. I know the solution isn't to pretend it doesn't exist, although it makes me feel better when I just ignore it and think about other things for a while. Go play <laughs> somewhere. Um, go play with Legos downstairs in the basement. <laughs> I didn't do that. That was just a joke. <laughs> you didn't even smile there. You're like, did you do that? No. <laughs> They're buried way in the back of the closet. I can't get to them. Um, but I, I bring it to God. But when I start to pray about it, I just get more and more nervous about it because I'm now talking and thinking about it again. It does not make any sense to me. But do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, if something you're... makes me nervous about it, and it's like the answer is to go talk to this person who can deal with it. Yeah. But then I talk about it again. Okay. And it makes me nervous again. This is why it doesn't make sense to me. Because you're also that guy. Literally one minute before I'm falling asleep, you start listing all the things that have stressed you out that we need to do the next day. Mm -hmm. Last night, you actually gave me the bank account balance. <laughs> as I was well, not to the dollar. It's at $89 to the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> so you were verbalizing everything that you were stressed about and you say that it makes you feel better. And I say, that is not what I want to hear. Right before I fall asleep because so it stresses me out. So, but that's the, that's how I deal with things. But at night you're like, I don't want to hear about it. I want to forget about it is basically what you're saying. Yeah. And I'm saying that that's kind of how I deal with, I think that's how, like, it's not right. How I'm dealing with it's not right. When I go to prayer with it, it's what, that's what I should be doing. I should be going to God with, uh, he's the one that controls it. Yeah. He's the one that I, and so I continue to do that. But I'm always continually, it just it just turns me inside out when I do it. Interesting. Like, can you imagine? And I know it's wrong. I know it's my fault. It's not my part. It's on my part. It's not when I'm talking to God, that's his fault. <laughs> that's, that's not what I'm saying. I know that's still completely me. So why do you think that is? And, and I, I also add in the prayer to have that, that peace that passes all understanding. Mm. And I know that that's having faith in a, a sovereign God who... Who's doing things? But here's the here's the thing. Mm -hmm. 
that doesn't mean it's not going to be painful for me. And I think that's what I always hang on to. Right. So I'm in a crisis. Lord, save me from this crisis. Well, his ways are higher than mine. Mm-hmm. And this might be part of his plan. Right. So I know he loves me and that he's dealing with it. But I also know it's probably not the way I want him to deal with it. Right. So that means there's more pain. So then I stay in that stressed. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, totally. I think that's the struggle, right? Is we know that God loves us, but his idea of what's good for us is going to be different than our idea of what's good for us, the timing, everything. And so it's hard when you know that growth usually equals pain. (laughs) Well, remember early on in our marriage, we were praying for wisdom. And then we had some super painful stuff, and we were both like, let's never pray for wisdom again. I'd rather be an idiot than have to go through that again. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. And I think on some level, that's with everything in life, from the small problems we have every day to the, like, the bigger stuff, right? But it's probably in the bigger stuff that we really see it more. Um, I don't know. We read a really great article um, by David Mathis, and yeah, it's it was really really good. I love what he said. Um, Sounds very official. I have the paper. It does <laughs> God will answer in your crisis? Um, do you remember? Remember when we were uh, took the kids? Uh, figure not figure skating, <laughs> ice skating, ice mm-hmm. skating. Just sounds so wrong. Skating mm-hmm. at the local rink. The boys were little. Mm-hmm. It was around Christmas time, and those two guys were talking to me from. Some ministry, it was a very charismatic ministry, and the guy has since fallen, the guy who started the whole thing, some kind of fire ministry thing. I can't remember what it's called. But do you remember that whole time? Do you remember what was discussed? No, I don't remember this. So they were saying to me that, uh, you know, when we ask for things in prayer, like they were asking me if I was a Christian. I'm like, yeah, I'm actually a Christian. And they're like, oh, but are you? (laughs) You know, because they were like super, super Christians. And I was just probably just a guy saying it is what they thought. (laughs) Yeah. So they're going to evangelize. and So they started talking about answers to prayer and how like, well, we should all expect to be God to answer us every time. Yeah. Yeah. Like he didn't, he never said no. Then they started saying this. They started saying he never said no to Jesus. And I was just kind of like, well, what? And, and I didn't. And you were like, "Let's go!" <laughs> you're holding the boys' hands. You had their skates off, and you're like, "Can we just go?" I was like, "All right, let's go." Uh, don't be an idiot. <laughs> and then I left. <laughs> but I thought about that after, and it's like, well, no, that's not true. God did say no to Jesus when Jesus said, "The night before he was betrayed, take this cup from me." Yeah. This cup of uh, basically that represented God's wrath. Right. So Jesus was like, if there's another way to do this, because it, it wasn't just dying on the cross, this horrible death that, that Jesus was so troubled about. It was taking on all of God's righteous wrath for our sins. That's what made it painful. That's what made it this thing that, that, that Jesus was just overwhelmed by. So he did say no in that instance. But Jesus ended it by saying, but not my will, but your will be done. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's, mm-hmm. so that this article touches on Jesus at the end. Like that's, that's what's in here. And so I thought it was, and he was just basically saying, uh, 
His father saving him from death could have meant protection from death, but his ways were higher. He did far more abundantly than we are prone to ask or think. The rescue uh, God gave his son this time was not protection from death, but sustaining grace through death, then resurrection. And unless Jesus comes back first, we all face death soon enough, and God's answer to us will be sustaining grace in it and the resurrection on the other side. I think we think that God's not answering our prayers a lot of times, but he is. That's it, what I was getting to. It's just not the answer we want. People, that's that's right. That's what it is. People are so upset sometimes, and God didn't answer my prayer. Maybe I didn't have enough faith and all this. No, no, God answered. He just didn't give you the answer that you wanted, so or, now you're... Or the, in the timing you wanted. Or the timing. He, made have said, he might have said, wait. He might have said, no. He might have said, but, uh, but yeah. yeah. And so now I'll read this part that you had underlined, which is the closing <laughs> closing of the, the article. Yeah, I just really liked it. He loves us too much to regularly do just what we want when we want it in our times of crisis. But he always sees us. He always hears us. And in Christ, he will answer, not necessarily when, when and how we want, but with the answer we need, painful as it may be for now. <laughs> for our ultimate good and glory. That's that's the thing that, I mean, I know that when I pray in a crisis, that God's hearing me. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm just being stubborn about the pain that's coming, and I'm being a, a little bit of a pouty baby. <laughs> well, I think we all don't want I, I mean, if I'm being road. honest, that's that's what it is. We don't want the hard road. I mean, I, I end these prayers when I'm, I'm begging to get out of a crisis or I'm begging like that this thing will get fixed so I can, I can work again. Your will be done, not mine. Well, his, mind, his will might be that I don't work <laughs> at this job and then I got to start a whole new career with, at, at almost 50 with zero skills. This is kind of crappy. Yeah, but yet. But maybe that's a part of the plan. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And just being able to trust him with your future. It's hard, though. It's well, really hard. And, and it's, and I think we have to be careful not to be selfish, or I do anyway. When we talk about our future and stuff, it's like everything I've been given is, everything I have has been given by God. Mm. Every breath I take, every. So even if I'm doing something I hate for the rest of my life, if this is what God, I mean, know this is what God wants me to do, then I, I, I should be happy to do that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I do struggle with kind of talking about any problems that we think we have, because I think there's so many people out there that have so many worse things uh-huh. going on. And I think we were kind of joking and it was a little bit not politically correct, but we were just saying how, we don't want it to be like the whole Meghan Markle <laughs> kind of thing. where My life's horrible now that I'm a princess. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Sure, there's less than 20 of us in the world. <laughs> but I live in a castle. My life's terrible. <laughs> I think, I mean, obviously she feels like she's gone through some rough stuff. And... Uh, we all, I think, from from our own selfish points of view, <laughs> think that our problems are worse than everyone else's. But um, yeah, I, str- I do struggle a little bit just even talking about problems. And I think that's probably more where I err, is I want to push aside or push down kind of any issues that 
are coming up and not give them maybe the validity that they deserve to and, and not allow God to... What do you mean? What issues? What do you? Well, what do you, just any kind of problems that I have, I tend to want to downplay them, not kind of really learn from it, maybe as much as I want, should even, hmm. you know what I mean? That God wants me to and to trust him and to lean on him. Instead, I just kind of try to ignore it. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, um, it's, the, you know, comparison things too. Like some people use that, like, <laughs> you know, well, it's really bad for me, but so-and-so has got it way worse, so I should feel better. It's right. like, that's, that's not, not good. good. Either. No. Because it's not good the other way, too, when you're like, oh, things are going really good, but I'm not Prince Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not well, a prince. He has a terrible life oh, his as well. Terrible. That's a bad example. He's going through a lot. <laughs> He's so mean. <laughs> um, you know what other book? we ha- like? This was just an article, but I really want to read um, Timothy Keller's book. Uh, it's called Hope in Times of Fear. So he mm. wrote this book while he's going through cancer, which... The first time? I don't know. Has he gone through cancer a few times now? He's going through it now, again. I don't know when I don't know when this one was written, but... A couple um, years ago, I think, yeah. Yeah, but it just looks really good. And I really I want to read it, and we'll probably talk about it again another day. But, mm. but yeah. You know, okay, so this is kind of interesting. Um, I don't know if it's interesting. I think I think it is. Uh, here we are talking about crisis and coping with stress and those kinds of things. And although we did acknowledge that, you know, some people are going through probably tougher stuff than us, we're still sitting here in wallowing in. And this is what I have to remind myself of, that I wallow in. Oh, it's woe is me. It's so bad. Right? <laughs> but there's, at the end of the day... Like even this, let's be specific. Let's be very specific then. At the end of the day, I don't get my work permit. I can't go do work. I can't work in Canada. So it looks like comedy is kind of done. Right. Except for this podcast, going strong. (laughs) But at the end of the day, that's still a first world problem. What made me think of that is we've recently started partnering with Compassion. Mm -hmm. And... uh, and so when I talk about a crisis, I start to realize, if you really think about it and you start comparing yourself to other other places around the world, my crisis and their crisis are two different things. Even if I have to sell my house because I can't do comedy anymore or whatever, I'm still not going to... Starve. There's places, you know, I've been to places. I've been to Haiti. I've been to Senegal. In yeah. Haiti, they're not concerned about... It's more like, I need to... How am I going to eat tomorrow? Mm-hmm. In, in some places in, in, in around the world. Right. And that's that's a crisis. Yeah. Like, I, I know we talked about it. comparison doesn't really make it better, no. but, it, but it helps you get a, it helps you understand a little bit, at least. Give you perspective. It gives yeah. you perspective. It's like, ah, oh, okay, I need to suck it up because I'm not going to starve to death tomorrow. Right. And, and there and, are people here in North America that are going through life and death issues. So I don't want to belittle that in any way. But, absolutely. But no. I think it does make it does help to know that um, that we can do something to help someone else. I think it even helps you in a crisis if you're thinking about someone else other than just yourself. Right. Yeah, I agree. And and so. Uh, you know, we talk about compassion for well, for example, compassion. Let's let's talk about compassion then. Um, here's a child sponsorship organization. They they partner with churches. Uh, they're basically dedicated to to getting kids out of poverty. 
in all its forms. You know, and they're also changing the way development works. Uh, development work uh, takes place in, in those communities. So through the relationship with the church and and a sponsor, like we've been talking about, mm-hmm. we sponsor ourselves. And and so when we're going, when I'm going through a crisis, I need to I need to go look at those those kids that we sponsor and go, you know, um, they're in a program right now. If they weren't in that program, they might not eat tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So when I'm pleading, God, oh, please, please, Lord, give me my work permit so I can go do a movie. Like it's. <laughs> it sounds pretty bad. Yeah. It's what is that? What is the, What are these kids prayer? Give me a sponsor. Right. This it, it, It's. Yeah. It's important work because here's the thing. There are kids that are probably praying that like I, I'm I, their parents are praying. Give them a sponsor because maybe they're going to the, 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 the church and there's they're in the program, but they don't have a sponsor yet. So it's it's something to think about. If you if you have the means to do that, uh, and it's not that much, you know. They used to say a cup of coffee, but uh, well, with inflation, it's probably a cup of coffee a day. <laughs> wow, <laughs> coffee's gone That's up. Expensive <laughs> but but it changes that. Yeah, it's those great- those kids, those parents in crisis. It it that's the way. That's what's answering their prayers. Right. And, and we have a chance to, for God to use us to be the hands exactly. and feet of, of Christ. Exactly. It's life-changing for them. And it's a long-lasting relationship that will impact not just them, but us yeah. too. Yeah, absolutely. So it's so cool. It helps give me perspective. <laughs> We're just going to be <laughs> Which totally I only remembered at the very end of this thing. I was only reminded because we started working with, with <laughs> compassion. That's terrible. Mm. Oh, I feel I feel way better and yet horrible about myself at the same time. Uh, but yeah, uh, compassion yeah. compassion's a, a great organization. They are, and and we've been working with them. The campaign compassion.ca/good. It's all about the the do good now campaign. So, yep. Uh, or you can go to compassion.com. Yes, if you're American, but there's no good there. <laughs> slash no good I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm kidding I'm kidding no. I just uh, this is really I just honestly just right now realizing how ridiculous it is really? yeah wow that's amazing like so ridiculous that we probably even shouldn't have done an episode on it <laughs> <laughs> what am I whining about <laughs> uh, God is good uh, yeah perspective folks it's important we are part of the edify podcast network download the edify app for more powerful christian podcasts